The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome back to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, as always, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today marks the the beginning of NFL training camps as players around the league, including veteran players for for your New York Giants, are reporting to to training camps and and usually that is an exciting sort of joyous time of year and I wrote a little bit about this at uh, at Big Blue View this morning with uh, with everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic it's a a very different training camp a very different thing something we've never seen before and rather than joy or excitement the feeling that I have today is one of trepidation, one of, uh, of of concern for how this is all going to work out, whether it's going to work out. And, uh, you know, we'll all have to wait and see. The NFL has done as much as they possibly can to, to try to keep everyone safe. But as training camps open, we need to talk a little football. We'll talk about the uh, the pandemic, the the unique circumstances that we're in as, as football returns. And here to help me do that is good friend and Giants country editor Patricia Trena. How you doing, Patty? It's It's been a while since we chatted. Yes, it has. And it's always good to chat with you, Ed. And uh, always good to, uh, you know, reach out to the Big Blue View listeners and uh, hope everybody is safe and doing as well as they can given the circumstances. So I want to start Patty with with the word that I used in in my in my training camp opening column this morning. It, it, the word is trepidation and, and that is sort of the one the word that I keep coming back to the feeling that I keep coming back to as the Giants and, and other NFL teams you know report uh, report for training camps how would you describe your feeling in, in, as as training camps open and, and how different it is you know from anything that you've experienced before? Well, this is definitely different than, than anything I've experienced. And I go back even to the lockout 
where at least you knew, you know, once once they settled everything, at least you knew guys were going to be in some some kind of shape. And, you know, it was a different set of circumstances for the Giants. They weren't starting over from scratch with a new coaching staff, with new schemes, you know, a lot of new faces and, and a young team. Um, regarding how I feel about this year, um, it, it, it's definitely been a weird one, Ed. I mean, COVID... I find it fascinating that a lot of, you know, that the NFL's approach seems to be we think we can outlast COVID when COVID has basically affected every major sports league, if you think about it. And that includes putting the NBA on hold until they came up with a plan. You know, now it's reaffecting uh, Major League Baseball. Soccer, I think, had a couple teams that they sent home. Hockey had to had come up with a plan after they they shut down. So I sit here and I say to myself, what is it that the NFL thinks that they have done that gives them such optimism that they can outrun COVID when the other leagues haven't really been able to do that? I don't know what the answer is. I think, you know, they're, they're going on a wing and a prayer here. They're hoping that if they educate everybody, that people will be will take the necessary precautions. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with thousands of people, not just players, but coaches and, and team personnel, and you're going to have positive cases. And I just think that, you know, given that there's no such thing yet as instant testing where you take a test and then literally within five, ten minutes you have the results, you're really putting people at risk. And, you know, uh, it's interesting. I'll just say one one other thing real quick. Um, there was a, a tweet that came out by, by one of the national reporters saying, oh, it seems like a lot of the reporters at, at, with football are rooting for COVID. That's not so. I can tell you, me personally, I am not rooting for COVID. I'm rooting for science to come up with something to shut this darn virus down so it stops killing and affecting people the way it has been. With that said... I'm trying to be realistic here, and I just know that people are people. You're going to have people who are not going to want to wear a mask. You're going to have people who are not going to want to social distance. You're going to have people who are going to want to get together with their friends, and it's just a way of life. We see it now. So um, I am cautiously optimistic, but I I'm also trying to be realistic about this whole thing. I'm with you on that, Patty. I look at it, and, and as I wrote this morning at Big Blue View, I want sports. I enjoy sports. We do this for a living because we love sports, not only the NFL, but we have other sports that we enjoy. I know that that I thoroughly enjoyed sitting down and, and watching a good chunk of a Yankee game the other night, but there just has to be that, that nagging question, despite any everything that, that the league has done, that, that all of the various sports leagues are trying to do. We just don't know if this is going to work. It's, it's uncharted territory. We just don't know how long it's going to last. I don't blame these leagues for trying in you know, and they've, they've all got different circumstances and different ways that they're going about it. I hope it works. I have my fingers crossed, and I'm with you. I'm I'm 100% not rooting for COVID. Obviously, that that's just stupid because if you're rooting for COVID, you're rooting for people to die, and 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 I'm sorry that that's just not the case. I just, you know, each and every day I wonder how long this is going to last and and whether it's going to work. I'm with you, Ed, and, and quite honestly, if if you had it, you know, say, what's your prediction? 
I don't think the NFL is going to get a full season in. I think they put in some safeguards. I think if you look at the way the schedule is, is set up, you know, let's take the Giants schedule, for example. The Giants don't have any divisional games until, what, week five? Which to me says that maybe the NFL's like, okay, we're optimistic we're going to get everything started on time. But if we don't, let's not put any games that are going to really count or decide playoffs in the beginning part of the season. So that to me was kind of like a, you know, nobody's really talking about that, I don't think. But there are little subtle things that the NFL has done that to me would suggest that while they are optimistic, they're also realistic that, that you know, there is a chance that there will be games missed. Sure, I think that's a built-in safeguard. And I know there are other safeguards. And what we're already seeing in Major League Baseball, Patty, less than a week into into their 60-game season, we're seeing games canceled due to an outbreak with uh, players from the Florida Marlins. And one of the things they're already talking about in baseball is what happens if we can't all get to our planned 60-game season? What happens if some teams can only play 50 games? What happens if some teams play 60, other teams play 45 because of, of COVID outbreaks. How do you deal with that? And and it's a bridge that the NFL hasn't crossed or had to cross. But in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, what happens if some NFL teams are able to play 16 games? Others are able to play 12. Others play 13. How do you, how do you figure that out? How do you have playoffs? How do you, how do you figure out the standings? If we if we get to an uneven number of games, you don't. You basically, I think you have to cancel them all. If if you can't have the games as scheduled, how how can you, you know, assign playoff values at that point? I I just don't see it. unless you institute a point system where now you're awarding, you know, say three points for, if you win within your division, two points if you win within your conference, and one point if you win a game outside of your conference. Um, and even that's not not fair because, you know, teams play different cycles uh, during the course of a season. So I, I don't know the answer to that, Ed. I mean, it's a valid question. And uh, I think if you're the NFL and you have to cancel games, you would have to do it for everybody, regardless of, you know, if it's just one team that has suddenly an outbreak. And here's the other thing we don't know, Ed, is, you know, the NFL, I, I would think, probably has some kind of number, whether it be a percentage or a hard number, as to how many positive tests it needs to shut things down. Is that number going to be league-wide? Is it going to be per team? We don't know how that's going to be set up. If the Giants, God forbid, have 10 guys who test positive, you got to shut them down. I mean, there's no way you, you continue onward with 10 guys that have a positive test. And now do you say, OK, we're just shutting down the Giants or and, and whoever they're, they're playing that week? Or how do we work it? And, and I, I just don't know what the answer is. I know the NFL can conceivably push everything back. To I think as far as late February, maybe the beginning of March, but you know, I, you just don't know. You don't know what the virus is going to allow you to do. No, we don't. And a, a Giants specific topic, you know, we've been seeing players over the last day or so, an increasing number of players, I think unbelievably five members of the New England Patriots who have opted out. 
We haven't seen any Giants players as of yet choose to opt out. I mean, I can think of one or two who have a good, valid reason to to opt out. I I think about Nate Solder, and I I wouldn't blame him for opting out at all. Um, Just thoughts on on the possibility of of some Giants players, particularly Solder, uh, you know, possibly choosing to sit out. Yeah, I mean, I I thought about that as well. You know, Nate has a young son, Hunter, who uh, unfortunately is going through a third round of chemo or was going through a third round of chemo. Um, And and that, you know, I know I've been through chemo and and it basically it compromises your immune system. So, you know, I think if I were in Nate's shoes, I would think very, very seriously about opting out rather than, God forbid, potentially – running the risk of, of exposing him to, you know, to COVID. I mean, you just don't want to see that happen. That kid's been through enough. So that is definitely something that I'm sure Nate has thought about to date. So, so far, we haven't heard if he's decided to do that or not. Um, there are other guys, you know, you guys who might have asthma or guys, you know, they've said that people with, with higher BMIs, body mass indexes um, are at risk. So you just don't know. Um, it depends on how bad they want it. Um, it, it depends on how bad they, they view the risk. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a t- it's, it's a tough call, I think, for some people because the athlete and the competitor in them wants to be there for their teammates. They want to be there for the, you know, for the fans and for the team in general. But at some point, you've got to step back and you've got to look at yourself because at the end of the day, you know, if, if somebody gets sick, with COVID and, and, and God forbid it gets really bad, you're on your own basically. I mean, yeah, you'll get some maybe medical insurance and whatnot, but you're on your own to deal with that. Yes, you are. Patty, I, what I want to do right now, I want to take a short break here for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation. Then when we come back, I want to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about actual football and maybe how, uh, how all of, uh, all of the circumstances that we're in are, could possibly affect the Giants on the field. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, the net, the it's played. Tonelli, Benistra, he 
before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. Ed Valentine here with you talking to the incredibly knowledgeable and always insightful Patricia Trena about uh, the technical opening of, of Giants training camp, uh, which is uh, today as Veterans Report. And, Patty, what I want to talk, let's talk a little football and let's talk a little on field and let's talk about Joe Judge and the circumstances that the Giants are in. I'm sure you get this question all the time, and I know I get this question about how all of the circumstances impact the Giants and, and with the lack of practice time, the lack of time together, all of that. And I know, I know Joe Judge has said over and over that he's not buying that excuse, that he's, that he's, he's not willing to say that this puts the Giants at a disadvantage. NFL teams don't get mulligans, so you can't completely write off whatever happens on the field this year. But the reality of it, of it is, for me, this has to be a very difficult circumstance for the Giants, a, a team with a brand new coaching staff, with a young quarterback, with a really young roster. It has to be looked at as a disadvantage for, for the Giants heading into the season. Well, yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason why teams practice. You know, you just can't show up and, and say, okay, I, I studied the playbook and, and I know it and I'm, let's go and do it. You you practice it. It's like anything in life, whether it be a, a musical instrument or, you know, you rehearse for, for a play or whatever. But with that said, Ed, and I know you've spoken with Coach Judge. I know I spoke with him as well back in May when we were when we all had uh, our one-on-ones with him. One of the things he told me when, when we talked about this topic is he believes that a good part of the game is mental. That if you come in and you are prepared and you have an understanding not just of your specific role within a play or a scheme, but also what's going on around you so that you can kind of see the overall picture, that's half the battle right there. Now, the other half is obviously going out there and executing it because there are some guys, you know, it's kind of like I equate it to a foreign language. You know, you can study a foreign language and you can learn all the basic rules to grammar, you know, verb conjugations and all that stuff. But if you don't go out there and use it, you're not going to probably be very proficient in it. So it's kind of the same thing, but knowledge is, is the starting point. And in, in order for you to, to speak that foreign language, you have to have an understanding of, you know, the work, the vocabulary, the conjugations, you know, all that stuff, sentence structure and how it varies from your native language. It's the same thing with football. And I think that's what Joe Judge was trying to explain when I spoke with him is that you have to, you know, have that grasp on the mental part of it and then the physical stuff hopefully will take care of itself hopefully it will patty but we i think we know that some guys learn better you know they learn better in different environments some guys can learn you know virtually some guys can learn by hearing a lot of guys need to learn by doing 
though. And, and the fact of the matter is that that reps are important, you know, to build an offensive line. Reps are important to build timing. On-field reps are important to build communication. The other thing that that the Giants are going to miss that I've I've talked about before is this is a brand new coaching staff that's never run a game together before, and I agree wholeheartedly with the decision in the current circumstance to cancel the preseason. But I can't help but think that canceling the preseason will make it more difficult for this coaching staff to iron out the communication, to iron out how things work on the sideline, to iron out substitutions, to figure out who talks to the head coach and when and, and how all of those decisions get made. At least uh, at least initially, I would think that it's going to take some time to, to iron out all of those things uh, for the Giants on the sideline. Well, not necessarily, Ed, because what the coaches can do and what I think they are going to do is hold interest squad scrimmage games, which will, you know, it's not the same as a, as a, you know, a preseason game, but you can simulate a lot of that. So I fully expect that the Giants are going to have at least one interest squad scrimmage game. I mean, that would be a perfect way to, to go and, and, you know, at least start figuring all that stuff out. Yes, it would, and, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. Uh, we haven't heard anything, but it would be kind of cool to uh, to hold some sort of an event. You know, they probably won't now. I was just trying. I was kind of thinking to myself about the the possibility of of uh, of doing something like that in the stadium, but we can't have fans in the stadium, so so that's really kind of pointless. But but it in terms of of something for fans, but it would ha- help the. Uh, it would help the team sort of iron some things out. Patty, let's talk a little bit about about on-field questions, about roster questions. I I think I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I saw that you wrote something about uh, the, the primary questions that you have about this team entering the season. So just talk a little bit about, you know, for you, the the things that you're really looking forward to on the field, the question marks that you really have, you know, as we get going here. Well, I always look forward to the start of a of a new training camp because new faces, new ideas, new wrinkles, new everything. And and there's new optimism, you know. So I, I have you know, I look forward to that and seeing it how it all unfolds. Now, do I have questions? Absolutely. You know, I talked about, you know, how quickly can they gel? You know, where is Daniel Jones and his development, the cornerback competition center, which I still think is kind of a a big glaring question mark that they haven't really addressed. You know, pass rush. I I did a, you know, spoiler alert. I have another article coming out, actually two articles on on this topic where I I, uh, went back into history a little bit to get some takes, some expert opinions on this. So pass rush um i i just wonder if you know this 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 belief that oh we can we think we can generate a pass rush through a scheme is a realistic one especially when we have seen them say the same thing for what the last two or three years and it hasn't happened um so that would be a question uh all the linebackers they added how are they going to fit all those kids in um and then the big one that I think the biggest question I have is the mental distraction that potentially uh, the the COVID-19 virus can cause. You know, I, I go back to 
the year that Hurricane Sandy hit the area. And, you know, I, I don't remember, Ed, if you were, you were hit hard by it. I know in New Jersey, we were really walloped by it. Um, and I just remember, the, you know, the aftermath of that, the emotional and, and financial impact that that superstorm had on the area. And it, from what I, I remember, you know, in covering the Giants, it just seemed like after Hurricane or Superstorm, I should say, Superstorm Sandy ripped through the area, something, it was almost like the air came out of their tires. They were just never quite the same because some of them had property damage, you know, then they, then they were up, upping their community uh, service, you know, to help, you know, with relief efforts and stuff like that. And you just wonder now, you know, I'm not I'm not comparing. So please don't mistake this here. I'm not saying that a virus is on on par as a natural disaster. But you now you have a virus and a potentially deadly virus at that. And I can't help but wonder how many guys are going to go to work and, and say, gosh, you know, am I going to test positive tomorrow or the next time I take a test? And meanwhile, if I do. Have, how many people have I exposed, you know? So you, you wonder if that's going to be in the back of their minds, especially as they start playing other other teams. Like, you know within your own little family what everybody is doing to keep themselves safe, you know? Like, you and your wife, you both know, you know, that you've been quarantined together, that you haven't, you know, intermingled with anybody outside of your little circle. But once you start bringing in other people, into your circle that you don't necessarily know who they've been with or what they've been doing. Now it's like, you can't help it, but have it in the back of your mind. You know, am I protected that those people do the right thing? So I, I think that's going to be a really big um, side story, if you will, that a lot of people aren't going to be talking about. Oh, Patty, probably not. And, you know, just uh, so that folks know, I'm up here in upstate New York, and, and Superstorm St- Sandy really didn't hit us up here. I know that uh, in New Jersey it was a a devastating thing, um, but I, I just wanted to clarify that because you and I are in uh, in different locations. So, Patty, as always, I really appreciate you coming on. I hope that uh, hope that we have football. I hope that I see you at. Uh, at training camp in a couple of weeks when uh, we are expected to have some some modified access to to practices once the Giants get on the field. I hope we have football. Hope everybody out there uh, stays as safe as possible. Thank you very much for listening, Giants fans, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.